Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today's guests on the show are all twins. It's a relatively short podcast this week, but uh, we cover a lot of things because all twins have uh, released two new tracks in the past six, eight weeks, maybe a couple of months. Uh, a hell of a party. And just last week, Warm Crush. So uh, a bit of a taster for what might be coming up uh, for All Twins there, a two-piece, Connor Adams and Larry Kate. And if you don't know All Twins, uh, you'll probably know their other bands, Cast of Cheers and Adebisi Shank, who have kind of been gone for like ages now. They were, you know, it's been, a, it's been a good few years since those bands were around. So maybe you don't know them, but uh, definitely check them out. They were, uh, they were big a decade ago. Oh, God. I've come a long way. Altwin's debut album, 24 IIVV, if you uh, prefer that way, earned them a Choice Music Prize nomination for Irish Album of the Year. And it's pretty big if you look at the streaming numbers. Darkest Ocean has almost five and a half million plays. Thank You has over three million. And the rest of them are in the hundreds of thousands streams on uh, Spotify. So yeah, Altwin's are doing pretty good. They're playing Cork Opera House. Uh, uh, this weekend, if you're listening before the jazz, before Cork Jazz Festival, All Twins are playing uh, Saturday night, a late show at Cork Opera House. And that venue is where this podcast was recorded. They were down in Cork, kind of checking out the venue. They hadn't been, they hadn't seen the Opera House before. So uh, we we popped in and I was pointing stuff out on the sta- uh, to the stage and in the room to uh, Connor who hadn't seen it before and he was excited they're very excited about playing this show which is they haven't played many shows in Ireland this year so uh, Cook Opera House is going to be kind of a showcase I think it's going to be both farewell for their debut album and it's going to be a showcase of the new stuff the new stuff is great by the way Hell of a Party is an unbelievable tune James Vincent McMorrow has been uh, working with them they call him well the press release anyway uh calls him an effective third member he's a producer and he's a co-writer as well they recorded the tracks in january and february 2018 and they're kind of just teasing them out there now so uh definitely check them out i think uh hell of a party's in my top 10 mm, i think so i haven't see i haven't worked it out but you know the brain is constantly working top 10 songs of the year uh, I think it's a really, really great song and like one of my favorite uh, All Twins songs. Maybe maybe I'll go so far as to say my favorite All Twins song that I've heard from them so far. I'm really excited to see what um, they get up to with James next. But yeah, onto, uh, onto the show. I've been rambling long enough. It was recorded upstairs at Cork Opera House and I was a little bit schnuffly and Connor was also a little bit... Uh, snuffly as well and i think he might have fallen down some stairs so uh he managed to make it to cork anyway and he was on a a couple of uh meds and uh yeah you can uh check out the interview right now you're sick at the moment i am uh is is that like a constant worry when you're on the road you're like don't get sick don't get sick don't get sick i'm trying to swallow a tablet with a coffee here hold on (laughs) a party tablet (laughs) Oh, it's kind of melted in my mouth a little bit there. It's hot coffee. Weird. Um, it's not really a worry. Oh, well, it is a worry for me because I'm singing. Um, but it's like, there's a thing when we always go on tour. Lara always gets it. First yeah. day of tour, Lara's just really, sick. really sick. <laughs> and then I'm always worried about 
getting sick off him, which I usually do. I usually get yeah. sick then. I think it's half of it is in your head, psychosomatic. It's just this. As in, like, don't get sick, don't get no, sick. Yeah, exactly, don't get sick. And that's, of course, the one thing that just happens. But I usually have loads of Baraka and stuff. We've definitely got better at looking after ourselves, doing this stuff, you know? Just being out on the road, like, all the time. You're just, yeah, like... just not eating shit food as much and knowing that it's quite hard to kind of get through it. Yeah, because it can, it can be very easy to eat really bad food because you're along motorways and, you know, you're, you're, your schedule is really weird. You're up really early and you're at a venue at, like, a, like 12 o'clock loading in and by the time you think, you're, oh, we'll get lunch then and it yeah, doesn't it, happen. And then it never <laughs> works out the way really, you think. Yeah, it never works out. But um, it's eat fun, though. lettuce and taking pills. Good pills. Yeah, good pills. <laughs> um, Medicinal. It, it must have been nice, like, the past six months. It doesn't seem like you've been doing much touring. You've just kind of been, I, presu- I presume, mm. looking from the outside, you've just been at home, just, like, enjoying life back in Dublin? Never. No. <laughs> you don't enjoy life. <laughs> well, I'd say it's been nice not doing too much uh, live stuff this year because focus has just been on the new material and getting an exciting plan together for next year and the rest of next couple of months. But we've been working every day, like we don't really take breaks. Can't, yeah, like I mean, we it's went not in, in us. <laughs> yeah, we don't really, we're not the type of people to relax. Um, we went in to do the album in January and it's been all go since then really, because we finished that, but it's never really finished. We did do a like, five-week European tour in March as well, didn't we? Oh, yeah. You kind of just forget about that. Yeah, I forgot about I that. I totally forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> that. We did work a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, the, it's funny, though, because when, when we're not touring, like, you're just writing constantly. Um, even for our new album, it's technically finished, but it, it's, we're living in a kind of weird day and age now where if we write a song tomorrow we can go and record it and, you know, maybe it will make the album. You know, that kind of, because it's not all yeah. set in stone. It's more exciting. Have, have you got a studio at home or something that you can just head in whenever you want? Yeah, Lara's got a place in town and yeah. I just pop into that sometimes. And I know I have a home set up, so he comes out to me as well. Is, it, is that a relatively new thing? This, this uh, no, I've always had a place. Uh, I had a place in town and then... I just moved recently, but like, I think these days when you have like a MIDI keyboard and a laptop, it's like anywhere, it's kind of a studio. I kind of do get pretty inspired just sitting in a cafe some morning instead of going into the same room all the time. It's also really weird to go in a cafe and like a little MIDI keyboard and just stare people out of it. Yeah, Look like to sample people you talking know about random stuff. <laughs> Soundtrack. You're them. on the record. Well, well, I just got a new Zoom, so maybe that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to sit downstairs and just like record the sound. Just record people. Make be an ambient out. album myself. Just stare them out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about, about that new album, Tired to Work. Is that what it's called? No? Nope. No? Where did I get that? That's a good name, though. Tired, tired to work. work. Too Tired to Work. I, th- I thought that I had the album title. <laughs> I don't know if we're announcing the album title, are oh, okay. we? okay. Where did that come from? Kev, our press <laughs> friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No answer. Uh, if you can find it, then oh, fair play. I know. Um, Quick Google later. Yeah, yeah. We have made an album. We've made an album, though, With yes. With James Vincent McMorrow. Yeah. yeah. That, that's his first, like, proper production 
credit? I think it's his first like full record he's taken on, yeah. How, how did that come about? I know that you guys released a song together last year. But that was the starting point. Yeah. Because um, we did that song last year. And it was all very kind of rushed, wasn't it? That original one. I mean, it was over a long period of time, but he we was We didn't touring. really know each other back then. We well. didn't really. And he was touring quite heavily. We were touring. And it was all kind of a lot. Most of it was through email. And it was basically... Um, he'd come off like a massive tour. And he just kind of got in touch going do you want to just hook up and try and beat that song? And we were like, yeah, definitely. So then we got into studio and we did two days and it just went so well. It was just the most natural kind yeah, of Yeah, it was just kind of like, it was a really big deal for us to do the collaboration with James on that track. And we kind of thought like, well, wow, that was amazing. And then when James got back, he was just like, we can beat this. It was kind of like, yeah, cool. And uh, yeah, I think just everyone felt in that two-day session that like, all right, something cool is happening here. It was super cool because like me and Lara were at a point too. It was, that was November 2017. Yeah. And we were at a point where we had written all year and we'd been touring pretty heavily. And we had so many new songs, but they were like, we were writing so much that we were kind of getting lost a little bit in what we were writing. And we were kind of like, what if we do a second album, we want it to be pretty special. And what we were doing, both of us kind of knew it wasn't right. It wasn't special enough. Yeah, there was, I think there was just a couple of question marks going around of like... <laughs> going around. <laughs> you know, what's the plan or what way are we going to continue this? And in, in terms of like just what we want to sound like, and you know, we want to show progression from... Yeah, in terms of like sure, the yeah. band and like how do we progress and... But even in us, like yeah. in our, like, why do we want to do this? That was a big question for both of us. We were kind of going, has it reached an end? Not, we never said the word end. We never said the word break up or anything like that. But it was definitely... It's a bit of a lull. Yeah, it was, it was probably right a low point in the <laughs> band where we were questioned ourselves more than ever. Yeah. How come? Um, because, like, from the outside, it seems like, wow, Altons are, like, a really successful band. Like, oh no! I think it's like, just—it's human, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's that bullshit thing of like what you see in the internet, and you think like, "Oh, that's <laughs> the way it is." But like, everyone has their kind of tests and points where you have to kind of reevaluate what you're doing. When, when was this? Was this before you recorded with James? Was this like yeah. while you were still on the road last year? Yeah, yeah this yeah. was around. I would say this was around kind of last September, October, and it wasn't. Do you know, like it, it wasn't that dramatic. <laughs> it was more like just we knew we wanted to do something, but we didn't know what, and we'd been racking our brains for quite a while, and it was kind of getting frustrating. You know, we were like, we could have come out swinging with like some big crazy rock album with crazy solos and stuff, and we we're like. We've done that. We've done that in our past bands, and we kind of we. <clears throat> I guess it was just the epitome of evaluating yourself, getting to a point where you're going, "Why do I do what I do, and do I love it?" And that session with James kind of came at that time, and we all went into the room, made the song "Hell of a Party," the song that's out now, and that was instantly we were like came out of that session going, "Yeah, we love it. This is why we do it." And it was just a real landmark of cool. Yeah, we it, love it was it again, like just cleared know. everything. It was just like awesome. We're back on track. 
because it sounds like progression as well, like in terms of sound. Yeah, yeah, it, for sure. It yeah. totally sounds different. Is that kind of the vibe of the new album? Yeah, I think it's a very different sounding album. I mean, definitely with James, I kind of felt for my stuff, he made me kind of, he's just like, you do all of this stuff really well, but he's just like, maybe just try and, you know, think more of melody and... Play a chord. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, maybe play some chords and stuff. I was like... <coughs> Cool. Yeah, I need someone to kind of test me. I'm like, sure the way you felt as well, Connor. For sure, yeah. He was the, it was like, he very much produced us in a way that we hadn't been produced before. He kind of, he saw what we did and what we did well. And then he went, well, why don't you push yourself in other areas? Why don't you think about it this way? Or kind of like, cool, like get out of your comfort zone a bit. Yeah. I think it's that classic thing in history of just like bands say, we were stuck and Mr. Eno or someone came in and was just like, you do this. And you're like, yeah. cool, we needed some help. Yeah. It was funny. It was like, yeah, it was like we needed a nudge from the outside to go, remember what you do? We're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what James did. Like, Is, is that hard to remember? Like, is, like, I mean, you're really enthusiastic about it, about it at the start, but then like another year on the road sort of thing. Is it, mm. is it just natural that you're like, not as enthusiastic that's where the idea of like oh what are we even doing this for yeah well it, you know what was, it wasn't even in that sense I meant it it's not that we weren't enthusiastic we still were and we were still excited and it wasn't like oh why do we do this it was more like why what's the point of doing this if we can't really push ourselves and that's what we were struggling with it was more kind of a thing of are we pushing ourselves and how do we do that? And it was James who came along basically with a crowbar and just, un, you know, he loosened Kick it up. Shit out of us. Yeah, he loosened <laughs> it up and went, yeah, 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 go this direction. We're like, yes. And it was, you know, it was just, we just needed that push. And that's why after that song, he called us up and he was like, just want to do an album this way. He's like, I'm free January, February. Do you want to come in and just do this 10 more times? And we're like, yep, yeah. You don't say no to James. So Don't say no to James. No. Uh, we're sitting upstairs at the Cork Opera House now, in case people uh, didn't guess. You guys are playing here for the Jazz Weekend. Have you guys yeah. played uh, Cork? You guys have played Cork a Cypress few times. Cypress Avenue yeah. a bunch of Was times. That, is that, have you played the marquee or anything? Yeah, we supported Folds. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a big show for us. Uh, but we've never played the Opera House, so it's a pretty big deal for us. It sounds really fancy as well. <laughs> the Opera House. The Opera House. <laughs> We're a fancy band now. <laughs> is this kind of the start of like uh, album touring, like number two? Not really. Do like you know what? Or? It's kind of a kiss goodbye to album one. Kiss goodbye sounds really romantic. <laughs> it's goodbye, very romantic, on sweet album. Let's not say goodbye. Let's just say smell you later. Smell you later, <laughs> and you will smell it later. Yeah, it's more. It's more like a kind of a nearly. Uh, we've played that album now for two, three years, and. We have these whole new bunch of songs that we're dying to get going on. So we'll play probably three or four maybe off the new album, just as a tester. But it's really, it's, it's some of the weirder songs on the first album. It won't be heard for another long time. <laughs> like, so they'll be played at this show. Cool. Um, I, I was just looking at the at your Spotify today. Like, you can't help but notice those big numbers on like Darkest Ocean, like over yeah. five million plays. Did, are the streaming things anything that like you pay attention to or that the label kind of nudges you about like see how 
see how like high that is. Like, are you ever like in the studio and you're like, maybe I'll just we got to do another five like million that. hitter. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, is there a pressure that comes from something that's visibly so successful like that? Um, but I wouldn't say there's a pressure to it. I mean, when we did that song, we were. Yeah, I mean, as a human, you do look at that. It's like anything. I mean, you know the way people look at Twitter or Instagram and they go, how many people like my thing? Or, it's a very human thing to look at it and go, it's just a very modern thing to have stats, this kind of, like, you need reaffirmation constantly. But then... It's absolute... It's bullshit, bullshit as well. Though, yeah. I mean, the thing that drives to us to do this is... There, there isn't a goal of just like oh, if we have two million monthly listeners then that's the success just like no. success is waking up every day and being like this is what we do because those numbers are all very transient like your monthly <laughs> listeners and all that it, it can move like a fucking wave so yeah. it's very I said to you the other week I was like no one's gonna die and have their gravestone with like their monthly yeah, listeners yeah, yeah, listed yeah, yeah. for sure so just like <clears throat> I've been surprised lately when I've seen a band who's like got a load of streams, you know, like a hundred thousand streams, and then you go see them at a festival or something like that. You know, they're playing in a small there's tent. No one there. and there's only like twenty people there. It's like mm. it's there's something missing in translation there. Well, it's bullshit. Isn't no, it? there is, but you do you get those kind of acts and bands and artists that have like crazy numbers online, and then they couldn't fill a small like they couldn't fill a five hundred capacity venue, and you're kind of going, what? How does that? add up and I, I don't know the answer but then you get people with really low numbers online and they're playing massive places and selling them out and stuff so I don't know it's a weird time, where that grey area is I don't I see, yeah we're all it's not our job of the I think to figure out <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, goals there and yeah. I, was, I was thinking back because I haven't talked to you guys before but I remember when you were starting out you know ending your previous beloved indie bands you know Castle mm. Cheers and Adebisi Shank like that's a big deal in itself but the thing with all all twins that I remember is that like you were talking like goals you were talking like big things and like it seems like you have accomplished those uh, yeah in certain uh, I think definitely like it's all kind of hit home a bit for me more recently to just be like, me and Connor actually did achieve all of those things and it's kind of progressing further. So it is good to remind yourself on that, like on a like Tuesday morning when you're looking at an empty Ableton session going like, no, I'm good. What, what were like some specific goals? Can you remember? Like, was it just like release an album that does well or like play a certain venue? I think it was just more like, can we create and disband and like make it a a thing that people care about and that we're proud of well we kind of had a few specific ones too we did we said we played the olympia in dublin wanted to sell that out and that yeah. was like i think we said that to each other like at the very start as a kind of a, a weird kind of vision thing we're just like let's just think of that and go with it and it happened within like about a year year and a half or something and it was like oh shit, shit. <laughs> we're actually doing the things we wanted to do or said we'd do and yeah it was signed to a label and we wanted to put an album out and all very normal band goals you know and now yeah we're kind of at the point where we look at those things and we're like whoa we reached those goals and now we have new goals set for ourselves and so go on yeah and I've no doubt that we'll reach those and that's not being cocky because that's you know but it's just more like 
I want to, and you know what? If we don't die trying, <laughs> do you know. Well, goal was definitely let's make a second record and yeah. make it way better than the first one. So that's been achieved. Yeah. Is is that like as far ahead as you're looking now, or or have you set no. yourself like? Maybe I think this time, me and Connor, we haven't had to talk about <laughs> like, well, it needs to be this thing. We kind of talked less about what we need or want because now we're kind of happy what we're doing, you know. Um, but we definitely talked about our goals and where we want to play or what we want to do and tour and, you know, go to the States and Australia and stuff like that. And that's all looking good on the cards. So we'll see. Watch yeah. this space, man. Like, I think if we had said... Our goal is to have James Vincent McMorrow produce our second album. That would have been like people laughing at us, but that's happened. So it's pretty so, amazing. So you're not allowed to reveal the album title. Do you know when it's coming out yet? Are you allowed to say uh, early 2019? Don't really want to say. We have a couple of things that we're kind of excited about. Yeah, we're now we're like we're doing stuff a bit different. Like I mean, with the way music's released these days, it's you know anything's kind of yeah anything's possible and we want to be a bit more kind of loose and exciting with it so like we're doing uh, like all the songs that we've done on the album we're now looking at kind of doing really cool stripped down versions and stuff but like in a more legit way than just a live session so we've done a really cool piano version of Hell of a Party and that'll be dropping soon and then yeah we're just gonna we're looking at a more interesting way to release stuff you know kind of more like it's more about like you know me and Connor are music fans so it's kind of like what way would we want to be involved in an album being released yeah so over the next few weeks there's definitely going to be stuff happening cool uh, we'll leave it there cool cool thanks very much Sean. thank you